Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. How's everybody doing? Listen up, listen up. I want to welcome you guys into a very, very special episode, the first ever live episode of NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. For those who don't know what it is, we take a dive into the rookie experiences of the actual rookies, the former rookies, the soon-to-be rookies, all NBA, all-encompassing. We're sponsored by iHeart and the NBA, so this is a very cool experience. Guys, make some noise. I got to hear you. Come on, man. Listen, my very special guest here, some of you may know him, some of you may not. Listen, he was a two-time first-team All-Mountain West selection, AP honorable mention, Mountain West Player of the Year in, in the 2022 draft, the 23rd pick to the Memphis Grizzlies. Make some noise for David Roddy. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. For those who don't know about David Roddy, this is this is rare. He's a bit of a unicorn because he played his years in college before he went to the NBA. A lot of guys they go overseas, they go to these other places, but David took his time and developed and learned. And we have a really core cool relationship in the sense of I was doing college and grinding, so I was a fan of his game. So those who don't know, early on he was just getting to the rim. He, you see, he's a big guy. He was bodying people, dunking all over guys, post moves, great footwork. So to establish himself as an NBA player. I watched Dave work on, he always had a handle, work on his three ball, shooting off the bounce, doing those things and developing into the megastar that he is today. So he's going to be getting a lot more born, a lot more minutes and doing a great job with the Memphis Grizzlies. And for those who love the game, David Roddy is a winning basketball player. So for me, that's why I like this guy. I'm a fan. Whether he came up here or not, I rock with him and, and he knows that. Dave, talk to me about that transition. How did you become more of a three? It's a big transition going from a four or five, a post to a legitimate wing. How did you make that transition? Who worked with you? And how was that process? Because you did stay in college. And a lot of guys 
take that jump or they take the leap before they're ready, but you felt like that. So talk to me about that experience. Yeah, um, the transition was something that I really had to learn uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, again, I played before in the five, even in college, you know, so I'm guarding, you know, seven footers, six, ten guys uh, the entire time around the post, around the basket. So, uh, you know, through the pre-draft process, I was guarding the wings, the, you know, the slashers and the guys around the perimeter. So I really just had to learn quick, um, you know, again, just with my versatility and, and what I bring to the floor on the offensive end, I can also bring that to the defensive end. So, uh, man, a lot of questions, a lot of asking, a lot of people around me, a lot of coaches, uh, especially just with name some of them. Staff. Who are some of those coaches that were big on like, hey, Dave, like this is what we need? Because sometimes coaches don't have the confidence in you to let you rock or develop you or with all due respect to any of the collegiate game, some of them want to see you be pros. They're like, be a good college player, but they're like, nah, they cared about you enough to put you in those situations. Yeah. Really, my head coach from Colorado State, Nico Medved, uh, you know, again, he's the guy who recruited me. I, you know, trusted him with my, you know, my years in college and uh, you know, my junior year going into my pre-draft process, he's like, hey, you know, you're going to have to be more versatile on defense. And, you know, I'm hearing, you know, all these front offices and all these scouts saying that, hey, you know, we see what you do on the offensive end. What can you do on the defensive end for us? So, um, you know, and Ali Farouk-Man as well, uh, you know, the UNI guy who, uh, you know, put the nail in the coffin of Kansas uh, in the early 2000s. So, um, you know, he was my training guy, development guy, uh, my three years there. So, uh, he was like, hey, you know, you got to be more versatile as well. Um, and, you know, they really just pushed me and that kind of, you know, started, you know, running through my mind through pre-draft. And, you know, now here we are. Were you opposed to it? Were you comfortable with it? Or is it like, for those who don't know, like it's a whole different skill playing a guy in the post versus chasing someone out the perimeter. It, it, you're getting your cardio on. It's working. Going from someone, he's already scored 20 and 10 on the block, 20 and 10 in the break, 20 and 10 in transition. But then we're going, shoot some threes. You know, you get in the game, it's different than practice. You miss your first couple threes, you're like, man, let me just go back in the block. So um, were you comfortable with it? How did you feel, you know, mentally making that transition? Yeah, I was pretty comfortable. Uh, you know, again, like, like I said earlier, I'm a pretty versatile player. So I used to play, you know, guard, you know, on the AAU teams and, and the spring circuits and everything. So, you know, I had that skill set already. Um, but, you know, in the NBA game is different. Everything is completely different. You're starting from new. So, um, you know, I really just had to learn my role and just really adjust to the just how fast we play. You know, the Grizzlies play, you know, one of the best transition teams, you know, in the league. So for me to just adjust and, you know, run the floor, space the floor and knock, knock a three down was definitely adjustment um, from college. But, you know, you just try to get used to it as much as you can. And, and again, it's your job now. So you got to really just embrace the role. All right, um, let's rewind. I want to hear your draft day experience. You know, everybody was different. I was not a green room guy. Yeah. I don't know if you were. I was at ESPN Zone with my friends and family. I was actually, I always tell this story because it's, I was drafted during a commercial. So I, I was <laughs> I was furious yeah. during the draft. And my agent, shout out my agent, Ty Ramazar, um, he told me that I had a range, no lie. He said, you could be the 10th pick in the draft to the 50th pick. For those who don't know, there's about two hours in between yep. those picks, your first round pick. But talk to me about draft day. Who was there with you? What was your agent saying? What was the range? You know, who was your competition? Because we're watching going, these are the guys I'm going after. These are the guys that I might be picked with. Talk about that experience. And was there someone 
Gave a little chip on your shoulder. When I see you played there. You got a chip, all right? Yeah. So talk to me. Yeah. And, and look, hey, he the nicest guy in the world right here. <laughs> you see this man on the court. It's all it's way different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, my draft day experience was unforgettable, man. Uh, I wasn't mm. a green, by, uh, green room invite guy. Sure. So, uh, you know, my agent kind of gave me advice to, hey, you know, spend it at home in Minnesota. Uh, you know, I had my agent, Josh Bell, shout out Octagon. Um, you know, he was there with me as well. I had all my coaches throughout my entire life, really, uh, in the same room, family, friends, relatives, um, you know. So, again, like that, your range, pretty much, I was, I was mid first round, late first round to undrafted, really. So, I, I went in there with no idea where I was going. I knew kind of, you know, teams that liked me and kind of showed favoritism towards me. Um, but most of it was in the second round. So, I really wasn't paying attention until – pick 18, 19. So, so you, you were thinking late first. Late like. first, at least. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, I was taking goodness. pictures. I was talking to family yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was crazy because I, I actually had a feeling. I was like, maybe I should just, you know, sit down, take a break from taking pictures and stuff. Let me just see yeah, who's yeah. getting drafted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw my teammate, uh, Jake LaRavia, got drafted at 19. I was like, okay, uh, that's a good, uh, solid pick. <laughs> um, and, you know, 19, 20, 21 came. I'm sitting down still. Um my agent, Josh, actually was upstairs making calls and everything. We were like, hey, this team's, you know, trying to trade up for you, yada, yada, yada. Just who, who was the everything. team? Uh, Golden State, I think. So it was, it, was, it was one of those teams. Um, when, when, you, when you heard Golden State, were you thinking, man, I'm going to be running around with Curry and Clay? And stuff. It, was, it was just something that, you know, again, you hear rumors all the time. So, I mean, you know, will they capitalize on it or not? You know, you never know. So That's that four years of college, man. Yeah, that's that yeah, college that's experience. A, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a college experience. So, you never get your hopes up. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, he's making calls upstairs. He's updating me as much as he can. Uh, and I'm still sitting down. And, and Walker Kessler got picked at 22. And I see him running down the stairs with both of his phones, like looking at both of his phones, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I have, I have a younger agent and a senior agent, Chris Emmons, who's actually working with the Hawks now in the front office. Um, and he was like, yeah, I got to get on call, on call with Chris. So I called him off my phone and he was just super screaming with excitement and everything. And, um, he was like, man, they're about to pick you with the next, uh, the next pick. The Grizzlies are about to pick you. I was like, there's no way. Like, there's a, there's actually a video, uh, video on, on Twitter, uh, from the Colorado state, uh, Twitter, um, just showing my emotion. I mean, just yeah. a flood of emotion came and, uh, you know, they announced the pick and I was just, I was just super emotional. All the all the hard work, you know, your entire life that you're working towards and it's finally been achieved uh, with, you know, the people and the family that you love around you. It's, it was an unforgettable experience. When you say emotion, we, are, are, are we boo-hoo tears? Your boy is crying. Ah. Your boy is crying. Yeah. It's tears. <laughs> tears. I needed tissues everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's just yeah. a whole bunch of emotion. Just a For bunch sure. Of, yeah, a bunch of emotion. Man. Listen, I was, uh, listen, I was upset, man. My, my dad, uh, he, I miss him to this day. My dad always jumps the gun and he goes, I got drafted. It's a commercial. I'm like, no, I didn't. And I look back, we're excited. My name across the ticker, a small little thing across the ticker. So um, it, it ended up being uh, fun. So, okay, you were excited. You went higher than expected. Um, and for those who don't know, it's what's tough in the draft process is NBA teams a lot of times draft on potential. You want a guy who's tall, long, athletic, but he don't have a game that a four-year college guy has. So Memphis, I played in Memphis, a little, little grittier, like to grind, like to work. So they said, let's get a player that we can win with, a guy who can, we can play now. So you get there, you get to camp, 
You get around the guys. What was it like? I always say the first day of school for you. What was that first day of school for you? For an NBA player, you got your brand new shoes on. You go in. You see new people. You're shaking hands. You don't want to trip over your own feet. What was that first day of school like? You know, what were those veterans like? Because this was a team that with Taylor Jenkins had really established culture already. And, you know, you were a bucket, a post defender. They're like, all right, Dave, shoot threes and guard the perimeter. So how was this? Yeah. uh, You know, again, it's like the first day of school, you know, jitters uh, pretty much. And, you know, I kind of knew, you know, some of the guys on the team, you know, Tyus Jones was on the team uh, as well. So I grew up watching him, uh, had a privilege to play. Uh, you know, alongside his brother in AAU, Trey Jones. So, you know, I was really close to that family already. And, you know, it was, again, it was a great, you know, great to have him for my first year. Um, But yeah, just really just had my first workout and, you know, was shooting a lot of threes and everything. I was missing a lot of shots. I was tired. (laughs) I was, you know, from from the pre-draft process already. So, uh, you know, just trying to get my feet under me and just, you know, understanding like, hey, this is my new home for a little bit. And, uh, you know, again, we'll just have to see and just try to get better as much as you can uh, and as fast as you can. So, uh, you know, again, the Grizzlies are a great organization and, uh, you know, we like to work. So. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. (laughs) Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. game. <laughs> Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. 
equal housing opportunity. Man, I, we, we, we can't deny his athletic ability. Talk to me about, you know, a lot of people see the games. We see the dunks. You know, I, I play with, with Blake Griffin, Blake and DeAndre and A. Prime. Yeah. Blake would throw the ball off the backboard in layup lines, catch it, and go through his legs. Like, not just go through his legs. He'd throw it off, catch it, go through Like, him and DJ would do things, just make it look easy. Um, what's the first thing you saw from Ja athletically or dunk or Sunday practice? You like... Hey, bro, like, he's different. Like, yo, what did I just see? The NBA, it's like a lot of X-Men. It's a lot of, you know, these superheroes, essentially. So what was the first thing from John that you saw, like, this ain't college no more? Yeah. He's different. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's there's a lot of instances. Uh, I would say, you know, in September, we usually start our open gym. So we try to, you know, try to get back into condition right before training camp. You know, all the guys are coming back into Memphis. And, um, you know, he, he came in, you know, and, and vets really don't, show up until training camp in certain sure, teams but sure. you know the grizzlies have developed such a great culture where you know guys are back in aug- late august september you know ready to work so uh you know job pulled up and you know he was in open gym and it, it wasn't a dunk it wasn't a crazy shot it wasn't anything it was a rebound he came in from the wing from the elbow and the ball ricocheted up in the air and i swear his head was at the rim getting a rebound and then he came down, took three dribbles, was all, all the way at the at the rim and finished. So, um, man, I was like, yo, this is this is different. Like, this is different. Like, I'm ahead of him in transition, and he's faster than me with yeah. the ball. So uh, I was like, yeah, I, I need to pick up my speed, pick up my pace, you know, just because of a superstar talent that he is. Uh, man, it was, it was unbelievable. How did you feel going into the Memphis culture? Because, you know, you're, you were fortunate for a lot of the guys that are later first-round picks you go to winning organizations, so they said, we're going to get Roddy, we're going to get a winner where you're not going in with a group of young guys or guys like yourself trying to figure that out. So, you know, who were some of the vets maybe or the things that you saw or a story maybe that was like, dang, this is where I need to be. Okay, shooting-wise, would do these form shots or, yeah. hey, get in at this time. You know, who are some of those guys and what are the things that help you kind of transition? Yeah, uh, the great thing about the organization and, and, you know, all the guys there is that they're all leaders in their own way. So, you know, when I first got there, you know, Desmond Bain was already there working out, getting Shout shots out up. He's, he's in a full sweat already. You know, Dylan Brooks uh, was was there as well. He's in a full sweat. He already got his workouts done even before I stepped in the arena. So, so you're late, Brooks. So I'm late. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> late, basically. So uh, it was a huge motivation for me just to watch those guys work. And, you know, all the assistant coaches, you know, we're like, hey, if you, if you want to make it in this league, you got to watch those two, Desmond and DB. So, um, you know, those guys, you know, their work ethic is unlike any other. So, you know, I'm asking them all a bunch of questions and they're willing to, you know, take me under their wing and, and just teach me as much as they can, uh, as fast as they can before the season. So that's really who I watched and, you know, who I try to, you know, model my game and my work ethic after because, you know, it definitely paid off for them, as you can see uh, with this, uh, you know, this past signing. So, um, yeah, just watch them work and just try to emulate that work ethic. All right, how about, how about rookie duties? Did you have any rookie duties? I had to do the backpack. I had to carry <laughs> the, the – it, it, it's just embarrassing. I had to help load the plane. And oh, this was man. an ego buster, so yeah. – you know, they're like, get off and load the plane. What you doing? I, you know, I was a little swagged out. I was yeah. like, I'm not a, one of the equipment man or right. a trainer. Yeah. I had to do that. And one time it was snowing. I had to get out in the snow and help load the plane. So I was like, okay, I had to do it. You know, backpack, bring the donuts. Oh, uh, veteran OG calls you at 2 in the morning. You got to yeah. go, you know, take care of business. So yeah. um, was there anything in, 
you know, embarrassing, not embarrassing that you had to do rookie duty wise. Yeah, uh, there wasn't too many. Uh, again, our team is one of the youngest teams in the NBA, so it's like, all right, like I'm 22 now. I was 21 when I got drafted. It's like, all right, dude, yeah. who's 23? Tell me something to do or something like that. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Uh, we had to pick up uh, this the South Main Sushi. So it's uh it's a great spot in Memphis, uh, downtown area. Uh, amazing food. So we every plane ride to an away game, we would have to you know just rotate who would pick it up. So that was our that was our main main objective. We had to sing for birthdays. Uh, kind of the same thing, 2 a.m., you know, kind of You, can, you got some business. vocals, Dave? You got uh, some vocals? You know what I'm saying? Not, not too much. <laughs> I ain't going to comment on that. Uh, album dropping soon, you know, uh, October 2028. 20, um, but, yeah, you know, just simple rookie stuff like that. They didn't do any any hazing or anything like that or anything too extreme. How about, um, for those who don't know, you get hazed, but you also, they take care of you, too. Was there um, anybody that took care of you? So, Mecca over four, we go on every trip. And he would drop his his per diem to me. I was like, yeah. thank you, man. Yeah. You know, but for a young guy, you know, getting a yeah. hundred bucks, you know, two hundred bucks, you know, where I came from, that's the value, you yeah, know. Yeah, so sure. I wasn't spending none of my money. I was eating off. I was living on per diem. Now yeah. we took the LA trip. It was about two weeks. It was about two three grand. He was yeah. like, ah, really? Yeah, let, me, let me hold that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sure. hold this. Yeah, uh, it's the same way. You know, Dylan. Dylan was uh was again took me under his wing. You know, he. Whenever he didn't have any clothes or extra clothes, he would just give them to me or, Word. you know, uh, same thing with per diem as well. It's like whenever you deliver, you know, the, the vets will take care of you, give you their per diem check and everything. Oh, so, you got it on delivery? Nah, you had to go pick it up and drop it off. So, but they would pay you? Nah, yeah, they. I mean, we would have oh, to. <laughs> bro, <I didn't> get <laughs> it's, a, it's a paid service, basically. <laughs> so, you know, you had to, you had to tip, the, tip the lady a few hundred dollars and. And again, it's like the first time you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if I yeah, can, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I'll afford this big tip. And then, you know, at the, at the plane, they'll, they'll, you know, reimburse you for that. So oh. they, they look out for you. They look out for you. Now, see, I, I didn't get none of that, but that's gold because you're incentivized. Now, here's the trick. What you do for any young rookies is if you don't want to pick the stuff up yourself, you pay the equipment man or the assistant, and you give him 50, 100 bucks, let him go run the food, yep. and you're gonna be gold. Yeah, you know, that's, sure. the, that's the real trick, you know. But if they mess it up, you don't wanna it see the discipline. Yep. You, didn't, you didn't take any discipline, did you? you always nah, got nah, yeah, nah. Uh, there, we were close though. You know, Tyus, Tyus was, uh, was letting us know about, you know, his stories when he was with the T-Bulls with, yeah. you know, Kevin Garnett and all those guys, like the true vets. So, um, you know, he was like, hey, you know, if y'all rooks act up, like I got a bag of popcorn waiting to, you know, to fill your car. So, and, and one day, one day, one of our rooks uh, was, you know, was just acting the fool sometimes. So, uh, one the next day, can we know who or no? It was it was a group it was a group thing. So okay, it, was, okay. it was all of us at one time. We were just cracking jokes a little too much. And Ty's uh, the next day was like, all right, all right, bet. So he, you know, those like movie theater giant, For you know, sure. popcorn For things. Sure. He had it on a seat. And so it was like a kind of like a warning shot of like, hey, y'all better tighten up before you know your car gets full of full of full of buttery popcorn. So uh, we we tightened up in those end of the season too. Right, Jones so. with the shots fired. Um, <laughs> Dave, I gotta I gotta ask you this. A lot of guys don't like to answer it. I'm I'm, I'm manning up. I I, I, I I pride myself as a defender, but sometimes you can't play any defense. NBA is a little different. Yeah. Um, was there anybody that kind of gave you a welcome to the NBA moment or just? I got dunked on, dog. I just, I couldn't guard him to save my life. I'm trying to figure it out. Was there anybody that gave you those, listen, man, I, I couldn't guard uh, Chris Bosh, uh, Mark Gasar, Boogie Cousins, those guys I just, I just struggled with. Was yeah. there anybody that gave you the, like, 
Hey, man, this is a lot. Yeah, man. Man, it was my third game in the NBA, actually. Uh, you know, we were on our first road trip. Uh, we just actually played Houston, and then we had to head to Dallas. So, you know, Dylan was uh, out with the injury and everything. So, you know, I had the Luka assignment. <laughs> my third game into the NBA. So I'm watching. <laughs> Did you start? Uh, no, it, but I was playing about 25, 30 minutes. So I, I had a significant time. So, um, you know, the, the da- Dallas started off super hot. So when I got in, we're down 18 already. So, <sighs> and, you know, Luke is just getting warm up, warmed up. You know, he's moved, you know, he moves a little bit slower than, you know, the normal player. But once he gets going, he gets going. So, you know, I'm out there. My third game, I'm guarding Luka Doncic, you know, and he's on a heater. Now Luka in the backcourt. Driving on David Roddy and scoring. Luka got rowdy against Roddy. So uh, I'm guarding him through pick and rolls, trying to figure it out. And he <laughs> gave me 40 that first game. So uh, that was definitely my welcome to NBA moment. I sat in the locker room like, yo. I had no idea what to do. I didn't know. I didn't know how to guard him. I didn't know what he wanted to do. Look at against the rookie. A splash down three. It was a lesson learned for sure. Of like, hey, one is there's an 82 game season, so sure. you know you got to flush it and move on to the next. Two is like you got to learn as much as you can on how to guard these superstars, and you're not gonna completely stop them you're just going to try to make it tough for them uh because again they're one of the best players in the world so uh for me it was just a huge learning experience and you know it definitely put that chip on my shoulder like you said earlier just to try to be the best defender that i can you know for my team to win what for one two two questions here what was the actual scouting report on luca it like it'd be so funny like we're playing the heat in the playoffs one year and I'm dating myself. We used to get a big book, not a CD, not a not yeah. a flash drive, yeah. not a link. We got a book. And I remember, like, I was laughing so hard regarding Dwayne Wade, and it's like, he drives right and he drives left. Yeah, he will make an he'll make a three and he'll drive and he'll yeah. die. I'm like, the guy's perfect. Right? How do you guard him? He's perfect. <laughs> right. What um, what was the scouting report for Luca? And then follow up with. What made Luca so tough to guard? And don't yeah. feel bad. That boy Luca put oh, everybody sure. on Luca Island. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, uh, man, the scouting report, like you said, is just like, man, he loves to just score anywhere on the court. Uh, you know, he prefers to drive to his right hand and, and uses his big body just to, you know, and he plays at his own pace. So that's really what the, the toughest part is, that you have that size, strength, and pace. Uh, and he can pass the ball, too. So it's really dangerous. So just try to stay in front as much as you can. Try to be a pest on the ball. Uh, try to throw off his rhythm, but it's really hard, you know, for a superstar to be thrown off rhythm. So, uh, you know, try not to get to his right hand as much. When he's in his left hand, he wants to get to that step back. Yep. So just try to crowd him as much as you can and try to, you know, make him pass the ball uh, to his teammates. So, uh, again, man, it's, it's, it's super tough and almost <laughs> impossible to do sometimes. But, uh, you know, again, superstars like that, you try to, again, just make it as, as tough as possible. If they shoot over you and they – you know, you have a hand in their face or a hand on the ball sometimes, and they still make it. You got to tip your hat and just move on. And, and for those who don't know, the Luka Doncic's they become so tough to guard because they draw contact. So yep. he's intelligent. So if David's sending him to the right hand, he'll go left. If yeah. he's taking away his left, he'll go right. Like, he can read. Yep. And then the guys who can draw fouls are even tougher. Yeah. So once you get out of position, yep. he's ripping through that arm every time. It's, it, it's, it's like a read. Those guys become incredibly tough to play against. Um, yeah, man, look, Luca's a tough match for everybody. Okay, let's go through some positive moments. We, 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 we got you down, big fella. We got to bring you back up. Yep. What was going through your head? What was the play? What was the draw? Take me through the story 
when you put my guy Zubac in the rim, okay, that was a, a dunk we've seen around the world, around the NBA, the thing is circulating. Go look it up on your phone. Roddy offensive rebound. All right, if he's a Jubach, okay, being dunked on by David Roddy, go check it out. So you can ooh and ah and see your faces if you see you. Oh, okay, he, he does have some bounce. Walk me through that game and what happened in that moment. Was there a specific play hall? What was going on? Hot, cold emotions? Talk talk to me. Yeah, uh, it was just a, kind of a broken play. I got a, I got a rebound. Uh, you know, Desmond uh, shot a mid-range shot. I was already jogging back, you know, to get back on defense. You know, that's our, you know, team principle. If you're in the corner, you got to run back you know, through the elbow and, and try to get a rebound, but, you know, you got to, you know, get your foot back on defense. So, uh, you know, he shot it and it was a long rebound and it landed right in my hands and near around the elbow area. So I had like a perfect lane to the basket. So I was like, man, let me just try it. Like, <laughs> I, I know what was going to happen. You know, I, either I was going to get fouled, I'm going to miss it, or if I'm, I'm going to make it. Um, so, man, I, I literally just didn't think of anything. I just tried to jump as as high as I could and as fast as I could. So uh, he jumped a little late and uh, I, I landed it. My thumb was actually hurt at the time. So yeah. when I dunked it, like my hand was just like done for, <laughs> for at least 15 minutes. So uh, I was just playing defense and uh, man, we called the timeout and everybody was just like, yo, like, what did you just do? Like, that was like one of the craziest things. So uh, I tried dunking on a lot of people in my, in my past, in my, in my lifetime and it never you know, never went in. Yeah, and then yeah. this was the first one that went in for, uh, you know, for that, you know, intensity. So, man, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun for sure. But, uh, and we ended up winning that game uh, and, you know, started a little win streak before the end of the season. So Phone going crazy after the game? Oh, yeah. Buzzing? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. People didn't know I, that, you know, I had that type of athleticism. And I'm like, well, you're normally, when you dunk on guys, you're one-legger, yeah, one-leg bounce. Yeah, like the two-leg like was like, okay, yeah, put them in the rim. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I, I, I try to tell people even through the pre-draft process like yeah, I just need a runway and, and you know yeah. we'll just see what happens so uh, yeah I was just I surprised a lot of people and shout out Zoo man Zubach is a great wall he's a yeah. vertical defender he yeah. may not block the shot but he's always keeping you he's yeah. a big boy too all of at least 7-1 he may yeah. have an inch on me you need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs and Toyota has you covered Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You got your get back against Dallas. Career high, 24 points against the Mavericks. Walk me through that game. You had Wheaties that morning. What, what was going on with the, with the scouting report? Man. Did they not believe you could shoot the basketball? What happened man. in that game, man? How you get your mojo going, man? Yeah. Um, you know, again, it was it was a it was a unique game for sure. You know, again, it's it's game 65, 68 of the season. And, you know, guys are kind of, you know, looking forward to playoffs a little bit more. So, uh, you know, the start of the game, you know, sometimes isn't the best you know, basketball to be played. So we played a little bit flat first three quarters of the game. And, you know, I just wanted to get, you know, my guys involved as much as I could. Uh, you know, I, I hit a few shots earlier in the game, so I was already in rhythm. Bain to a cutting Roddy lays it in. Nicely done. Ball movement, body movement. Roddy got to the cup and laid it in against Bertan. Roddy, 4-3. Who's going to come with him, partner? He needs somebody to come with him. Uh, and the ball just found me, you know, in, in my spots. And I just wanted to shoot and they just started knocking down. Roddy for three. Yes! David Roddy. Roddy a corner three. It's in again. David Roddy. 22 points and it's a one-point game again. The more and more I, I made more shots, the more they were looking for me as well. So, yeah, it was a pretty special night. And, and it definitely just kind of, you know, Gave me a breath of fresh air sometimes, too, you know, because as a rookie, you, there's a lot of ups and downs, yep. and, you know, questioning your confidence and questioning like, hey, you know, and can I really make it in this league and things like that? And, you know, that was a true testament to being like, hey, you know, I, I belong here and, uh, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. But, you know, again, it was a, it was a special night. Roddy, an offensive rebound. Yes, David Roddy again. Man, I, I'm, I'm loving that. And one of the key things you guys got to hear what Dave said is, just knowing you belong, you know, because you know you can play, but I think just transferring to the NBA game, this guy had the ball in his hands in college, all, all through his college career. Then all you get to the NBA and they're like, well, Dave, go play defense. <laughs> go play on the perimeter. You know, wait till the ball comes. Did Taylor Jenkins actually run a play for you? You know you're cooking when coach runs a play. <laughs> but the most part, role player, you're going to stand that corner. You're yeah. going to wait for the ball. It's yep. going to come to you. Did you get a play run for you? Did you get that I, I did a little bit. Uh, it was off a of read with Tyus. Uh, you know, coach drew up a play for Dez to come around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was the second option. So yeah. it, it was it was there. So, you know, after, after that game, there was a little bit more plays drawn for me for sure. Uh, and just... You know, again, more more uh, awareness from my other teammates. So, um, 
you know, again, it was just, it was a good, it was a good time. All right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glutton for it. I got to hear more, man. You talked about Ja getting a crazy rebound when you realize the dude was different. His head was at the rim. Right. Normally point guards' heads aren't at the rim. What about in-game dunk? Because we've all seen, raise your hand, you've seen the John Morant highlight. Okay, a good one. Okay, dunking on somebody, flying over somebody. Um, what is it like in-game? Talk me through one of those maybe moments. Like, do you just expect it? Like, he's going to do something crazy. Like, was there one, like, I think about the Indiana dunk a couple, like anything that comes to mind in-game, you know, where you're like, that, that dude's from another planet, man. Yeah, yeah man. That Indiana dunk was crazy because uh, I, had, I had a perfect view of it because I was on the bench. And, man, every time we do this uh, one ball screen with, with Steven Adams, who is one of the best screeners in the yes. game. Uh, and, you know, Indiana was, was hedging a little too high. So, you know, Jaw likes to get to his left hand. He likes to little, do a little shake to get to his left hand, and that gets into his launch pad. And he had a lot of runway space. Morant against McConnell. Pick and roll. Morant. Oh, my word. Holy cow. Oh, my partner. Didn't we just see that? And so if you see on the clip, I'm actually jumping up before anyone jumps up, before he even dunks it, because I know what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, man, it was just unbelievable. Look at this. Jackhammer. Look how far back he cocks it. Look at Throw it back to the free throw line and then come back and put it down. It's Morant. Mm. Jalen Smith. You have been posterized. Call 12, Jalen Smith. Oh, my word. That one and uh, in New Orleans, I think the first time we played them at New Orleans, and he, he jumped off his right leg, and he went up with his right hand, but in the air, switched to his left, and then dumped the ball. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, it, it, it's crazy. So you just – and you kind of get used to it, too. Like, you have to kind of reflect back after the game, and you watch it on Twitter and all the highlights. It's just like, oh, wait, he really did that. Like, it's just like, you know, during the game, it's like, all right, I got to get back on defense. He made a dunk. But when you look back and you have time to reflect, it's just like Bruh. crazy. I think it's, it's funny, like you say, like – a lot of people, I feel like the dunkers is a shot fake, left-hand drive, take yeah. off. But his move, which for those who don't know, we've probably seen it, off the pick and roll or on offense, yep. he's crossing over right to left. He does a little shimmy, and he just he just takes off. He, yep. almost, he almost runs to a spot. Does he do that in practice? You're like, oh, he's mad. He's about to do the thing. Like, you yeah. can kind of see the footwork coming. Yeah, it's definitely one of his go-to moves for sure. Uh, and, you know, in practice, he'll – He's super, super athletic, and he, he gets off the ground quick. So, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll look for a pass or look to the corner first yeah, yeah, yeah. and fake you out and then take off and dunk. And it's just like, yo, like, you can't time it. You can't time it as a shot yes. blogger because you think he's going to pass the ball or he's going to do something else. And, you know, when you look back, he's already in the air. So uh, it's too little too late by then. My goodness. Um, all right, Dave, you, you have the chance to guard the NBA's best. Uh, literally it's it's not a position anybody envies and you guard from the post to the wings to the to everybody what is the difference and I know this may be a silly question but coming from you you actually have to guard them when you're guarding LeBron you're guarding KD you're guarding a Curry what is the difference when you have to guard those guys are you going game plan for them you know shifting the defense taking something away what's it like we talked about Luca earlier but those three guys kind of what's the difference and what's the mindset in, in taking them on yeah for sure I mean there's there's a lot of differences uh, within each superstar um, one the the only thing that's common is that it's gonna be a tough night no Pass. matter what so um, <laughs> you know guarding LeBron in the playoffs you know he's such a you know physical guy he's super strong so uh, you know you gotta have to you have to match his physicality in certain ways but again like you said with the with the Luca part about 
being smart and drawing fouls. LeBron is, is the king of drawing fouls too. Uh, so, you know, trying to learn his tendencies. I've been watching LeBron since I was a kid. So I kind of know most of his moves that he wants. Is LB your favorite already. player? Yeah, growing up, he was my favorite player for sure. So, so was it was a little, a little special of a matchup. Man, it was. It was, it was kind of crazy for real, you know, stepping in because through the regular season, he was injured when we played him. So I never got to guard him until game one, game two. So, uh, you know, again, it was just a full wait, circle wait, moment. Wait, 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 wait. The first time you see LeBron, you got to see playoff LeBron? Playoff LeBron. No. Yeah, so, uh, man. Playoff LeBron is different than regular season LeBron, <laughs> for those who don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, again, just, just you know, trying to stop him in transition. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, like, you know, LeBron full speed ahead down in transition is impossible to guard. So you try to slow him down as much as you can and, you know, uh, try to, you know, just get him away from his right hand. Because again, if he goes downhill with his right hand, he can pass, he can shoot, uh, and he'll dunk on you too. So, uh, trying to be physical with him is, is the most important key. Uh, Steph Curry is just, you got to chase around screens for all, the whole game. Like you just, you have no choice. You have to go over try to not let him get a shot off, um, and just make it as tough as possible for real. Uh, and then Kevin Durant is just, again, like the same way, do not foul him. Uh, try to, you know, mess up his rhythm because yeah. he takes a lot of rhythm dribbles into yes. his pull-ups. So, uh, you know, going to his left hand, that's his pull-up, you know, his pull-up area. So, uh, you know, try to just limit that as much as you can. Try to be as physical as you can um, off the ball, just cleanly. So, uh, you know, it just makes it tough. But again, he's seven feet tall, shooting over his head. So it's impossible to block his shot. So just try to contest as much as you can. Dave, before we get you out of here, um, there's a lot of young rookies, young guys, young kids maybe aspiring to go to the NBA, um, but more so to the young rookies. Um, is there advice that you would have for them? Anything, any mindset-wise, like, hey, you got to do this, you got to focus here. Any mindset-wise or any advice you'd like to leave those rookies with? Or, you know, you, you came in as a pretty experienced rookie, but if you were talking to a 18, 19-year-old, Dave Roddy, what would your advice be to yourself, man? Yeah, man. I would say... Uh, Can't say hard work. Can't say hard yeah, work. Yeah, no, you can't no, no, be cliche. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hard work, that's that's the bare minimum, yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. So for, uh, sure. for me, I would say the thing that I had to learn, especially in college, was allowing yourself to fail and, and mm. just being okay with failing sometimes because failing is just a stepping stone to success and, and to growth. So um, that's something that I really had to you know, fight with in college was like, all right, you know, I was, I had a kind of perfectionism mindset and, uh, you know, I wanted to be the best at all times and, you know, it doesn't happen that way. You can't grow that way. So for me, it was just learning like, yo, you got to learn how to fail. And this is just a stepping stone within the journey to, to be where you are and to try to achieve to, you know, get where you are. So, uh, you know, it definitely grew my game as much as I could. Uh, and you know, now I'm here, so I'm just super blessed. Man, pre appreciate it, Dave, man. And, and thank you first and foremost for coming out, man. This has been amazing, cool experience. For those who don't know, I've been trying to get Dave on the podcast yes, for a sir. while. We were able to actually connect here in person. Shout out to you guys for coming out. This is the first live episode of NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins and hopefully more uh, to come. But Dave, what I'm think I'm one thing I'm big on is you came out here and supported us, blessed us. Where can we support you? Whether it's an IG follow, y'all should be following him on IG. Put your phones out and give them a follow. Any causes you're behind or, or somewhere where we can help uh, rep with you? Man, just, uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram at, at DRoddy22. Uh, man, it's much appreciated. Uh, there will be more stuff coming, uh, you know, more. Hopefully I'll be developing a foundation pretty soon here and trying to get to kids camps and everything like that. But, uh, man, just a lot of things 
you know, working ahead. And again, I'm just super blessed to be here. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Round of applause for Dave Roddy. Throw it, hands up, hands up. Round of applause, yeah. man. Dave, appreciate Thank you coming you, out, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.